This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 2nd, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. I want you to know that as you walk with God and you live by faith and you open up your heart to become the man, the woman that God has called you to be, God's destiny, what he planned for you to have, who he planned for you to be will unfold and unpack right before your eyes. It will manifest as you walk with God by faith. Greater is coming for you. So I'm teaching this series Uh, based on the life of David. This is part 17 right now. And the title of today's message is Seeing What You Are Graced to to See. As a born-again believer, filled with the Holy Spirit, there are some things that the Holy Spirit will enable you to see. You will be able to see beyond where your eyes can look. I'm talking about seeing in the Spirit. The things that we see with these natural eyes, they're temporal, but the things that we see in the Spirit, they are eternal. So I'm talking about seeing in the Spirit and then becoming what you saw. You got it? That's what we'll deal with on today. So we're in 1 Samuel chapter 17. We've been stuck in verses 41 through 47 for a while, and we're still there again this morning. And uh, But let's go back to it, and let's talk about what I'm talking about today. Here we go. So David and Goliath, they're in the Valley of Elah. Goliath says, hey, who am I, dog, that you should come at me with a stick? And then David said, listen, today the Lord is going to conquer you. I went, I'm seeing this in the spirit, David says. The Lord is going to conquer you, and then I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to cut your head off. Now, he didn't have a sword. He said, but I'm going to cut your head off. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Here you are. Let's say that you're David. Imagine yourself as David for a moment. You are in this valley. The King Saul and all the whole Israeli army is behind you, and they're watching you. So the national spotlight is on you, basically. There's a giant in front of you. His whole army is behind him. This giant is dressed in armor from head to toe, right? And he's a giant. (laughs) And so you're standing there dressed like a shepherd. Now, Goliath has a sword and a shield. You have a slingshot and a stone. That's it. And so you're standing there, but the Holy Spirit is revealing stuff to you. You're seeing, you can actually see this man dead. And then you you actually see yourself going over and cutting his head off. And then you have the audacity. And this is where a lot of people mess up. Living by faith, this is where a lot of people don't really cross the faith line. I call it crossing the faith line when you have the audacity to take God public, right? To openly say what God said in your heart at the risk of looking foolish. David was a teenager and he had the audacity to say out loud what he was going to do, what he saw in the spirit. And he said it before he did it. Anybody can say it after you did, you do it, right? You go and you do it and you go, oh yeah, I already knew it because God told me, you know. Yeah, but yeah, but now the testimony is not as strong. You, do you have the audacity to say it before you do it? To take God public? So he went out there and he said it. 
And he believed it. He saw it in the spirit. And then he believed what he saw. He had to see it. I'm talking about seeing it. Can you see it? Can you see yourself becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be? Because if not, let, let me tell you that your legs will never take you where your mind has never been. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have to be able to see it. David saw himself cutting his head off and then he said it out loud and then he did it. He was able to do what he said because he was able to do what he saw. You got to be able to see it in the spirit. So what does this mean to you today. You're like, okay, Rick, oh, I'm fired up already. Okay, I got you, but I'm about to give you some teaching. What does this mean to you today? I have nine quick nuggets that I'm going to give you to drive home this point of seeing it. Nine things. I want you to open up your heart, rid yourself of every distraction, lock in nine things. Number one, here we go. You must get to the point. Look at me. You must get to the point where you remove every artificial limit that you have ever placed on our limitless God, right? You got to remove, there are no limits in God. So if you see limits in any way, there are limits that you place there. Now, there's nothing God can't do. God lives in you. Therefore, there's nothing you can't do. I keep telling you this. I keep telling you this. And you know, the Bible teaches it too, right? You know that. But Unless you get this really down in your heart, unless you believe it, until you get to the point where you really believe it, the limitless possibilities of God will never become your reality. Listen, Isabella and I, we grew up poor and we grew up, you know, disadvantaged. And um, when God started speaking to us about lots of things, you know, it was it was challenging, right? Because I mean, you, here you have your history and then here you have God's destiny. And we had to get to the point where we could see what God was saying and actually believe it. And once you believe it, now you're positioning yourself to receive it. You got it? But you will never receive what you cannot perceive. So you got to get to the point where you can see it. Number two, David had never used a sword before. Never, right? So, but he could see himself doing it. So now he's standing there. Although he had never used a sword before, he saw it in the spirit and he believed it. He saw it upon the canvas of his mind's eye. The Lord was painting this picture for him and he had the audacity to believe it, right? I mean, the Lord will paint a picture, but then you have to believe it. The Lord will paint a picture, but then you have to believe it. So my question is, if God is painting a picture for you about your future, can you believe it? If you can't believe it, you will never have it. If you can't see it, you can't be it. The father wants you to believe what he believes about you. The father wants you to see yourself becoming the man, the woman that you were born to be so that you can glorify him in this world. Seeing it is critical because if you can't see it, you will never experience it. Seeing it, you have to see it first. You got it? All right, number three, your capacity to believe God. Now, this is important. Your capacity to believe God, right? And you should have no artificial limits, but your capacity to believe God either releases God to or restricts God from operating in your life. Let me say that again. Your capacity to believe God is either releasing God to do what he wants to do or is keeping God from doing what he wants to do in your life. In Mark 9 and 23, the Bible says that all things are possible for him who believes. So, but what, what if you don't believe? Well, if you don't believe, then it's not possible for you. It's not that it's not possible. It's just not possible for you. Why? Because you don't believe. You have to be able to believe. When Jesus went to his hometown, the Bible says that Jesus could not do many great miracles there. Why? Because of their unbelief. 
That's sad. The Bible actually says that Jesus couldn't do it. It wasn't, it didn't say that Jesus didn't want to. No, it says that Jesus could not. He was restricted from doing many great miracles. Why? Because they couldn't believe. You hold God back when you fail to believe. You are, you are only limited by your capacity to believe God. You got it? Number four, once God reveals his plans for your life, your part is to believe it. Your part is to fully accept and fully embrace the grace of God to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. You got to say, you know what, God, if that's what you want me to do, I can see it. Like my wife, my wife had never really seen herself running a business. God put that in her heart, February 27, 2015. Now that she's the CEO of her own company. Why? Because God put it in her heart and she believed it, right? And so you have to be able to believe it. And then once you can see it, once you see yourself doing it in the spirit, David saw himself cutting off Goliath's head, then you're able to embrace the grace to become what you saw. But if you can't see it, you can't do it. <laughs> if you can't see it, you'll, you will never have it because you will never open up your heart to the grace to become it. Number five, you can become what you behold in the spirit, which is why seeing in the spirit is so critical. This is actually why you should take some time. Jesse Duplantis calls it faithing. Sometimes I like, especially at the end of the year, beginning of the year, but even when I meditate, when I go walk with God, I put on worship and I just like to, you know, spend time with God and, and, and just say, okay, God, show me, show me what the end of 2020 is going to be. Speak to me, show me. Show me what 2021 looks like. I want to spend some time in 2021 before 2021 gets here, right? God will show you. But you, And then if you can behold it, watch this, watch this. If you can behold it and you believe what you behold, it's only a matter of time before you become what you behold. The Bible says that we behold his glory. And as we're beholding his glory, we are being changed into that very same image. So if you can behold it, you will become what you behold and, and you will be transformed into that very same image. How? From faith to faith, from glory to glory. But if you can't see it, you can't have it. You got it? Number six, when you look in the mirror, your goal is to see yourself as Jesus is in this world. That's 1 John 4 and 17. Now, if you can see yourself, if you look in the mirror and see yourself as Jesus is in this world, then, then now you can become the man, the woman that God called you to be because you are believing what God believes about you. See, number seven, in the world, a person's actions shape their identity, right? Because of what they do, that's who they are. But in the kingdom, your identity actually drives your actions. Let me say that again. In the world, we see people do stuff and they go, oh, well, we label them by what they do. In the kingdom, your identity, what you can see, who you are, what you believe, now you're going to go do what you believe. You know what I'm saying? And so now your identity is actually driving your actions. You must know who you are before you know what you can do. <laughs> because if you don't know who you are, you don't even know what to pray for. If you don't know who you are, you don't even know what to ask for. If you don't know who you are, you don't even know what you need. You have to know who you are. You have to know who you, this is what happened with David. He knew who he was. And because he knew who he was, he was like, okay, what I need is to kill this dude. Uh, God, how am I going to, oh, I see myself cutting his head off. He said it out loud. I'm going to go cut his, wait a minute, David, you don't have a sword. Don't matter. I saw it. 
I saw it. So I know it's, it's only a matter of time before I have in my hands what I saw in my heart. He opened his heart to what the Holy Spirit was re revealing and he believed it. And he said it out loud at the risk of looking foolish before he did it in faith. And guess what? After he had done all of that, he went out there and he did what he said. He did what he saw. It, it was the grace of God was on him to kill a giant because that's what he saw. What are you seeing? What are you seeing about the rest of 2020? What are you seeing? What is God revealing? Number eight, you are, look at me. You are who God says you are. You can do, forget what other people say. Yeah, maybe you've been dismissed. Matter of fact, if you've been dismissed, dejected, ruled out, overlooked, omitted, all of that, you are a perfect candidate. Because then when God does it through you, everybody's gonna know that wasn't him. That was God. That wasn't her. That was God. You are who God says you are. You can do what God says you can do. Now, not by your power, your ability, your strength. No, I'm talking about God's grace. God's grace is on you. Now, your job is to believe it, though. If you can't believe it, if you can't believe what God believes about you, then you will never become the person that you were born to be. Number nine, and finally, I told you, uh, actually, I have 10 things. I, uh, I'm sorry. I have nine and then 10. All right, here we go. Last two things. Once you're born again, your perspective of everything is supposed to change. You are no longer, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 teaches how you're no longer supposed to see anything from strictly a human point of view. You're no, you're no longer supposed to see people from the arm of the flesh, right? So you're supposed to see them in the spirit. But guess what? That applies to you too. You got to be able to see yourself in the spirit. You're no longer even supposed to see yourself from the arm of the flesh. You're no longer supposed to see yourself merely from a human point of view. You have to see yourself the way that God sees you so that you can embrace the grace to become it. Number 10 and finally, last point. When you see yourself the way God sees you, you don't get caught up. This is really important. Look at me real quick as I close. When you really em embrace the, to see yourself the way God sees you, two things are going to happen. Number one, you don't get caught up in your past failures, right? Because what you did doesn't disqualify you because God called you before you could qualify in the first place. So you don't get caught up in your past failures and you don't see any limits in your future. So you're looking back and say, my failures don't matter. As a matter of fact, God is going to use my scars as stars. <laughs> and then when you look forward, you don't see any limits. So the failures in your past don't matter. There are no limits in your future. All you see is the person that God called you to be. And if you can ever get to this point, and I pray that you do, if you can ever get to the point where you believe what God believes about you, you will never be the same. You will become the man, the woman that God called you to be, and you will leave a mark in this world that is not, will not easily be erased. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this. Speak this over your life. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of expectation for me. With everything going on in this world, I still have my heart open to your best. I expect what you destined for me. I have finally arrived at the point <laughs> where I believe what you believe about me. I am who you say I am. I can do what you say I can do. I am the person I was birthed to be. I walk in my divine assignment. Nothing and no one can stop me because I believe what you believe, Father. 
I can see what you see. And since I can see it, it's only a matter of time before I have it. You reveal your plans to me. I behold the glory of your destiny. And I become what I behold. This is why I keep saying that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. I felt that. I felt the Holy Spirit there. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. I hope you really get this down in your heart. Maybe you need to watch this video again. Get this down in your heart. Listen, believe what God believes. See what God sees. If you can see it, you will be it. If you can see it, you will have it. But you have to see it first. Then listen, if you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Go into this day, believing what God believes about you. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then do me a favor, share it right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. More importantly, God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.